Welcome back to Something Private, a podcast for Southeast Asian women by Southeast Asian women exploring conversations around health, the self, community, and love. My name is Nicole, and I am your producer and host. So today's episode is going to be a bit different. For the past three seasons, I've been hosting the show alone, and it's gotten a bit lonely. I think we've brought in a lot of like fresh perspectives, you know, expert voices, women with very interesting stories. But what we've never really done is kind of to explore like a more ordinary, everyday millennial girl kind of perspective. And I think that kind of voice has been missing on the show for a while. I think I've always wanted to kind of share my perspective and experiences with you guys, but um, I didn't want it to end up being like a monologue. So I've decided to consult a friend to come and co-host the show with me. Hello, I'm Kimberly. <laughs> oh, Kim, you can call me Kim. Kim for short. So this is going to be the Nick and Kim show from now. Onwards. We're not going to bring any experts anymore. I'm kidding, that's disgusting. We're not experts at all. We we're just not, need to say. We're not experts, but I think we feel that there is value in kind of exploring young women navigating the world yes yes and lo and behold we are young women yes (laughs) so what we're gonna do is i think do a series of talks or conversations around what it means to be a young like mid-20s kind of Mm. southeast asian woman trying to navigate society and exist what are some of the struggles we have and kind of talk through them together. Mm, yeah. Yes. Maybe we can start off with, I think I, I, I want to assume that like most of my listeners kind of know who I am, hopefully after 50 episodes. <laughs> so the face that they probably won't be familiar with is yours. So maybe you can give us a bit of like an introduction. Okay, okay. Hi, I'm Kimberly. So um, I'm social media lead at OGS and I joined our grandfather's story in August. So yeah, I've been a working woman for just over two years now. Yeah, graduated in 2018. Um, yeah, I have I have quite a few things on the side. So I play music uh, with the Philharmonic Youth Winds. Then I have a little embroidery thing going on with my team at We Told You So, which is a pun, which I love. Yes. Okay. She's making me look really bad. She has like two side gigs and I'm like, main gig. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. There's, there's no embarrassment. Embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is really interesting, but um, in the series of conversations we're going to have, right, I think career and like work inside hustles is actually quite... Mm, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are exploring that kind of like what, how, where to kind of get your happiness from, you know what I mean? Correct. You shouldn't tie it to like one particular Correct. thing, yeah. Correct. I think this is a topic that has crossed my mind quite recently that like I'm kind of dating around. So every time somebody new asks me like, what are your hobbies? And I'm just like, Silence. I scroll a lot of TikTok. I, sc- <laughs> I watch a lot of content on YouTube. I watch my Netflix at 1.5 speed <laughs> plus 10. I struggle a little bit to kind of also dissociate myself mm. as a working adult from like my hobbies or like my interests. And to yeah. me, that's quite scary. Lah. It's like, am I, is this all I'm what? How do I how do I determine like my value, I guess, in that sense, you know? Yeah, I guess after starting work, you kind of realize that like you really need to intentionally make the time, like set aside the time if you want to get something done. Mm. Yeah. And that makes like everything so much more like 
worthwhile. Because, I mean, if, if it's a friendship it's, that you continue to pursue, it's only because, like, it's a friendship that you value so much higher. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, you drop off, like, all those acquaintances, like, suddenly don't become as important, but the ones that you keep, like, are way more important. Mm. Yeah, I think being a friend is also, like, not a bad hobby, you know? So, like, what, like, when somebody asks me, like, what, what, what do you do I think, like, for fun? You're like, I hang out with my friends. Yeah, I mean, isn't that a thing? You have to intentionally make the time. Some people would much rather stay at home and do nothing. What? Oh my god, like, every time, like, somebody, like, on a date and they say, like, oh, like, on weekends I hang out with friends or, like, I... Yeah, I find it damn lame, eh. No, but I mean, you don't have to say, like, just hang out with friends. You can say, like, what you... You know what I mean? What interests you, like, oh, I watch, like, films with my friends or, you know what I mean? That kind of yeah, thing, like, yeah. yeah. I think it's, like, a, a social pursuit is, yeah. Makes a person interesting. Yeah, Or, yeah. or shows that this individual has values I guess it's like you you value a social like the group setting allows you to kind of explore your own like personality more mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. disagree agree I think I'm, maybe I'm very harsh like every time somebody <laughs> tells me like oh I like like watching films I like like travelling I like like hanging out with my friends I'm like yeah I also like that I also I like mean, don't things. put it in your freaking like Tinder bio. I don't need to know that you like traveling. Who doesn't? <laughs> no, exactly. That's like, my point. Yeah, like, no, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. It's like if I see an MBTI on someone's Tinder profile, it's completely like not sweat, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, same. But if they put their horoscope, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, my I, friend, I, I have a good friend who says MBTI is just horoscopes for tech bros. It's true, like, like, and the way they are so proud of it is like, yeah. calm down, calm down, sis. A lot of my psychologists, my friend who's going to PhD, have a PhD in psychology, is very against the MBTI. Okay. What the heck was this episode supposed to be about, man? <laughs> okay, let's let's um, let's hone in on the focus for today's episode. I think, um, across a spectrum of things that millennial women struggle with, one of the big things that always comes up and I think from our listeners as well is that like this whole topic of love mm. right could be platonic Mm-mm. could be familiar love could be romantic and I think that's kind of what we want to have a discussion about today so maybe we can start bashing everybody but airing our dirty laundry not really. <laughs> yes. more like telling people what is our experiences or like yeah, what what's our past relationship history like? Um, okay, so I'm a I'm a serial monogamist. Yeah, I must say. I've been I've been okay, I I've only had I think like three serious relationships, including the one I'm in now. Um and I started dating when I was fifteen. So that's pretty young. And you are? I am now twenty six. Yeah. Eleven years of dating. Yeah, eleven years of dating. On and off la. Yeah. Obviously there were breaks in between, but yeah. Yeah. Three serious relationships. Okay, so like Late now for me. Yeah, the first was like three years. Okay. Second was about four odd, and then this one is coming to like two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, in the in the middle in in between all those like, I did like have flings here and there, but I think um in the most part it's always been uh just for me like because I, I guess I value like friendships as well mm. so like finding that kind of like companionship is important to me mm. yeah so it ends mm. up being like a, like even when I do want to like play around mm. if, if some if there's like enough chemistry with someone that like I can potentially see yeah yeah I think you've always struck me as quite like a open individual you're not very picky with like 
the people you feel like you can vibe with. Mm. Personally, it's more of a, like, um, like, there's no point of being afraid of, like, saying things or, like, doing things that you like to do because eventually you will find your, oh my god, find your tribe. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. I, I'm going, uh, oh, I, uh, I can't believe I just said that. What the heck? You know, when I was younger, I was a bit kind of like, oh yeah, Ben is kind of lame, you know, but I, like, I really enjoy being, being like a musician, that kind of thing. Mm. But then as I got older, I realised like, oh, actually like, um, like me having this and like being passionate about something is actually like, more beneficial to me and nobody else like actually cares yeah. do you know what I mean yeah so actually I really I really respect that so I, I liked Star Wars since I was like primary 5 and then I came up with the username like Darth Kimi when I was like 11 and I then I was see. then yeah it just became like a thing so like now it's just like my handle on a lot of like different social media platforms yeah, yeah. because yeah. I mean the fact that I can enter that username and get it like almost anywhere it means I, my 11 year old self was pretty like creative yeah <laughs> she knew she was a creative from young that's right yeah, yeah. I think it's very interesting this idea of like that I mean I mean okay uh, it sounds to me as if like you are quite like settled and secure as an individual mm. yeah. yeah I feel like I'm not really the opposite but it took me quite a while to like kind of figure myself yeah. out so my last relationship was ended in like early 2017 so that's almost coming to like four years and like I, when I was younger I used to think that like there was like this one person that was meant for you forever and then you just date this one person and then you get married and live like a happy life right and this person will like love you and everything but like as I grow older or I think from my previous relationships I started to think like it's very unrealistic to expect that there will be one person for you for the rest of your life and so where I am now in my life is that I think I'm very comfortable a bit too comfortable being like single and I'm very happy with just like just messing around you know it's helped me give me the space that I need to develop as an individual which I never really had I guess the time and experience to explore when I was younger and given me time to kind of develop my relationship with my friends my family myself and you know I don't want anybody to like come and invade my space yeah yeah which I've spent a lot of time trying to to hone and to like build yeah, yeah, actually, when you were talking about it earlier, like um about how like you found that I was um a bit more like sure of what I enjoy and things like that um in terms of relationships, right? Uh, I thought it was quite interesting because like my ex, so like my the one that I was together with for four years, we actually uh shared a lot of similar interests. Mm. So we were both into like the same kind of like pop culture stuff. So. Star Wars, like, okay, okay, a very nerdy, so, like, Back to the Future, like, all those, like, kind of science fiction stuff. Then, like, um, yeah, we, we met a freaking, at a Doctor Who screening, okay, because it was, like, the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, okay? <laughs> yeah, 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 very, very embarrassing. But, no, as in, um, yeah, so that was, like, a thing, like, oh, you know, we, we are, we are the same kind of person. Yeah. Then it became, like, I, I guess it, it became like because I thought like yeah those are the traits that I kind of like like want to present right yeah then the fact that somebody had these same traits were like oh that's like such a like rare find yeah but it ended up being I think a bit detrimental because honestly those things like you watching the same TV shows yeah doesn't mean not, anything yeah doesn't yeah. really mean anything yeah no it's very yeah. interesting because I think I also recently read that like people are talking about how you shouldn't find somebody that has like similar interests you should find somebody with like similar like values mm. after that breakup 
um, and I had a lot of time to kind of like explore. What was the reason you broke up? Oh my god, it was bad. He wanted to break up. Okay. So um, this was, I think like in year four of uni. Then um, he, it was it was really like the we need to talk mm. kind of thing. And then he asked me like, what does marriage mean to you? And then um, yeah, I know. And then I said <laughs> I said um, I mean I don't know yet, but I think like at the end of the day, it's just coming home to someone that like I want to come home to. I was trying to see it as a big picture thing. Yeah. Then then he was saying like he was it like a was it like a very sudden out of the blue car conversation. Yeah. To me like it you was didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. He told me uh he thinks that marriages should have meaning um that they we should be able to give back to the community that kind of thing. And I was like I don't see how we can't. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. What does he mean by that? I don't I don't He ended up going to Tanzania to help like children. Okay. And then like getting together with this girl okay. on this trip. Okay. And then now they're married. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, but this is very trash. You cannot put in. <laughs> no, but this is a very interesting story. Really? Yeah. I'll share my personal okay, experience. Let me, let me see, let me see. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Wait, I, 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 <laughs> let me backtrack, let me backtrack a bit. Let me backtrack a bit. Um, the week before we broke up, he texted me talking about how, like, the world is unfair. So I was just like, uh, yeah, Lamau is unfair. Because I feel like people our age have these kind of thoughts all the time. Like, yeah. it, it kind of hits you that, like, you know, there's these things that you are kind of out of, out of your control. Like, what can you do about them? So I kind of just, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really unfair. Uh, so we're having a bit of this conversation. Then he said that um, there was this trip that his school friends were planning, like, because um, he was in NUS. So he was planning to go with his classmates to Tanzania because they had, like, a partnership with one of the orphanages. I don't know, something like um, one of these, like, schools in Tanzania. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you should completely go. Like, why not, right? Like, um at this time, like, before we actually start working, this is the juncture where you explore, like, mm, whether mm. or not, yeah, this is, if you are interested in social enterprises, why not um, explore it before you actually start work? And then, you know, you can explore it as a career, that kind of thing. Mm. I don't think that, yeah, so I was, I, was I, I thought I was being quite encouraging about it. Yeah, then, then when the, when the actual, like, breakout conversation hit, um, that was when, like, uh, I realised that, I don't think, I mean, I don't think he had the intention to kind of, like, go and then get together with this girl mm. but I think it was like um, it was probably in his mind that you know she represented the values that he wanted to kind of like emulate mm. which I, I I mean at the end of the day like good for him lah mm. yeah. mm. even when he told me all that I always thought that um, giving should start from like the Your people closest circle. to you yeah, yeah so so um, I told him like you know there's a lot of like uh Issues, social issues in Singapore that they really need lo- looking at. Oh, I'm also um I I volunteer in this group called Access Singapore. So it's about giving like um children from like less privileged backgrounds in like secondary school like opportunities like so they get like externships in like companies for for a short period of time and whatnot. So yeah, to me like those causes are a lot closer to home, and you can actually yeah. like follow through with them in a way because like uh if you are going to to anywhere in the world. Like, you know, um, you know, there's this term that was, like, being thrown on, like, poverty tourism, mm. which is a thing, like, uh, yeah. I think quite a lot of schools also kind of do that as well. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it comes from a bad place. And I, I mean, I'm not going to say that no one should ever travel to do these kinds of things, but I think if you are able to help, like, closer to home, then you should. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. 
the last person that I was with, he, what happened was also that like I think he's very ambitious and like super driven and like he also broke up with me because like there was a bit of a mismatch in like goals for the future. So what happened is that like he left and then he went to work overseas in New York and like the year that he left, right, was in like 2017 and he like never came back. So he's still like there working and finishing up his degree, which is really cool and like he's, he's a really great person and like it's very ambitious of him. But I think there was a bit of like a tension in that because I feel like I grew up with this expectation and like understanding that like if you date somebody, right, and you know that and we were super like in sync, the next step after like graduation would be that you get married, you get a house, you know, you, I don't know, find a job here together but like there was always that person in consideration there was never like what are you doing what is he doing it made me reevaluate like where was I getting all these like understandings of like what love should be like what a relationship should be like what should my future be like right it felt as if like I was trying to fit into something that was like I felt was predestined for me really but diving back to the topic yeah. of conversation right what is your takeaway, I guess. Because, I mean, it does seem like a very unorthodox relationship in that, like, you were so long and then I wouldn't say you were pressured to get married, but mm. it, yeah. Yes, there's this Bojack quote that I really, really like. So it's, um, when you see the world through rose-tinted glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. Um, and, I, and I really like that because I think um, even though early on there were things that I kind of wasn't 100% comfortable with or um, I thought was a bit off. I I just kind of like let it slide. Mm, like, like the marriage thing. Uh, not necessarily just the marriage thing. I think there were there were a few things like um, I think he he wasn't bit, he wasn't kind of comfortable when I spoke to like guy friends that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Is something that as Singaporean girls you also kind of internalize because there's a lot of there's a lot of boys who don't allow like girls to do don't allow uh, mm. girls to do things. It's like um. There's this meme about it. It's like, I don't need another parent slash legal guardian in my life. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it becomes a thing because they will kind of like us. You know what I mean? They, they, mm. There's this trust thing, but mm, it's also mm. the trust has implications of um, a need to kind of like monitor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, this is very interesting because, right, I would say that like, and this is a very difficult confession for me. <laughs> But I've always been that girlfriend that, like, is, like, unreasonable and, like, jealous. Okay, and okay. I, I would say that I'm very not proud of it. And, and I know that it's a thing that I have to work on. Yeah. And therefore, like, this thing of relationships is, is great because then there's space to kind of explore that, right? But, like, very admittedly, like, it's something that I think I, when I first entered relationships, right, I felt like the whole concept of that girlfriend and boyfriend is your exclusive, right? That you should be able to be this person's like entire world. Basically, you're the first priority. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, anything else that comes after is like, not as important. And so like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? So I think that's where the whole idea of like, you cannot talk to other girls. I guess. Or, like, yeah, no, I understand. It's like, I mean, I think the toxicity goes both ways. Yeah, Definitely, no. like, I have also been guilty of, um, you know, being unreasonable about these kind of things. I don't think that, I mean, it's a kind of a human thing because mm. it stems from insecurity, right? Mm. So, but I think it also stems from the fact that like, for a very long time, like, people keep telling us that, like, this is your boyfriend and therefore, like, yeah, like, you should be the number one in his life. Mm. You know, like, every other girl, it's either you see her as, like, a competition or, like, some level of, like, threat and, like, if he doesn't declare that, like, 
um, this is my girlfriend and like show her off and like determine that like you two are like two peas in a pot, right? Then like there's something wrong with him, like you, you know mm. what I mean? Like I, I don't know, like, like yeah. I I always I think I grew up feeling that way that like or, when I'm with somebody like I have to be the world needs to know so that the world doesn't and like come in on our space hmm. which is a very bad thing I, I, I would say lah yeah hmm. and I, I, I do feel as if like this is a very Asian kind of mentality because I think like we grew up always thinking that you know like yeah family units are the most important right and mm. then like when men and women come together then they make their own family unit and then everyone else outside there is kind of in the next kind of like circle you know what I mean yeah yeah I don't know I don't know because I feel like uh, I okay I'm okay with like having like guys having female friends and stuff yeah I think it's like if they get too close then there's always like questions and you know yeah, you. I think it's okay to express your discomfort. Yeah, but I think insisting on an action is another thing. Yeah, you know I, mean? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think it's just something you explore because I think as you grow older, you also kind of realize like yeah, okay, you can really be friends and it's there's really exactly, nothing exactly, there. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, one big reason why I I okay I kept telling people that I was like logically okay but emotionally not. Mm. Because uh, we had this very very long conversation. We 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 talked for like three or four hours when the night we broke up, and it was the whole like, oh actually when this happened I thought this. Oh actually when like this happened I thought this, and it was so many kind of um like assumptions and uh like just a lot of um misunderstandings but unclear. You know what I mean. And I guess a lot of things were swept under the carpet. So I realized that uh, I really hadn't been communicating. And it was also brought up to me by this by another friend that um, she felt like if I had problems with their ex, I wouldn't actually talk to them about it. Mm. Yeah, and it was something that I didn't even realize. Mm. Like, I thought that I... Like, me not sharing issues was just me kind of yeah yeah showing showing that oh yeah the relationship is fine that kind of thing but like there's no harm in sharing like any issues that you have because no like no relationship comes with like comes completely perfect mm. you know what I mean so I think this 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 is for friendships as well like now if I go through issues in friendships I will bring I will ask another friend who has absolutely no like you know may not know this person ever and then like you know this is the situation or ask someone who knows both of us and like you know this is the situation like how can I improve it that kind of thing so it's that kind of thing where you kind of realise that oh you know a, a second opinion is really helpful because when you're too close to the situation yeah. you don't see the issues yeah and that's that, that's really what I learned I think like um, that Communication is super important. And then, I guess, yeah, having the same values. So, mm. um, I was so excited, you know, like, when I realized, like, we like the same things, however. But actually, yeah, like, they didn't really end up meaning anything. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, I think now it's a lot more about making sure... Uh, so, my current boyfriend, I, I think, like, uh, communication is a very, very big deal. Um, we talk about everything. So, like, if anything bothers us, like, we'll just talk about it. So... Even if we are upset about something, it's not about like fighting about it. It's really about talking about it. So I think that's a really, really uh, good, like, wholesome relationship kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And we are we are very compatible like, in in many different ways, which I which I really appreciate. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So where do you find him? <laughs> Bumble. <laughs> no lah. I must say. I must say. Like um, like I think that mm. at every age there will be like a person for you. Do you know what I mean? Like you, the person for you at. 19 or 20 it's a very different 
from the person for you at like 25. Yeah. I agree. And I think like recognizing that also kind of helps you see like how much you've grown. Mm. Yeah. Because the person can, like that person can grow with you, but it doesn't mean that they continue being like the person that you want to be with. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I want to kind of go back on the point about like the friends thing because I think that's something that I also, I mean like asking your friend that like whether mm. this is Oh, like about issues, issues is it? Yeah. And it, then it goes back to that whole idea that I was talking about just now, right? That like if you and your partner exist in a circle, then it could be, it could very well be like a toxic kind of circle that you're both trapped it's a, in. It's a weird codependency. Yeah, no? Yeah. And like, you don't let anyone else in because like, you've always grown up with the expectation that like, this is like my own business because yeah. it's like relationship first, then friendship second. Yeah. But I think, I think that's also something that like, I learned from like, my first relationship in that like, it doesn't mean that if it's a problem that we are going through ourselves, we cannot like, share with our friends or like, mm. seek their opinion and consult them, right? Yeah. And like, in any regard like I would say that it's actually quite healthy to kind of yeah. discuss it and th- it's not like dis- disrespectful to your partner you can do it in a respectful manner yeah. you know what I mean so yeah I think that I was think if yeah I mean obviously if you end up talking about it and it becomes disrespectful then yeah, that then says something about yeah issue like that's, that's yeah, yeah, problem, that's, right? the, that's a problem but yeah. if you're really talking about it because you just need like another mm. another um, yeah another perspective on it then I think that's fine. I think mm. that's healthy. Yeah. Mm. Agree. Agree. Do you feel as if like some of the expectation that society has on you as a young woman in like love is like suffocating or like do you feel like you align yourself with it? Mm. So I think I think maybe more specifically I can share that like there's an expectation I guess for women like my age or like where I am in life, to kind of like be dating and like finding a boyfriend and settling, kind of looking to find somebody that you can spend time with. But I would say that like my family is very unorthodox in that my parents are very supportive and they're very open to the idea that like, let's say if that never happens, right, then like, so be it lah. So I'm very thankful for that, but I know that that's not always the case for everybody. Mm. Like for a lot of friends who are like, oh, you know, my parents keep pressuring me. Then there's the whole Chinese New Year, like your relatives like come up to you and ask you like, are you attached yet? So I feel like some of the expectations, I'm very lucky, like don't apply to me in in that regard. And I feel very, it's very freeing. It's very like liberating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I think after the the previous breakup, I I kind of like freed myself from all those expectations in Mm. a way like, I thought, like, yeah, marriage is the next step kind of thing. But then after that, um, like, even when I was, when I first got together with my current boyfriend, we were both very clear, like, um, we didn't want to get married so soon. Yeah. And I think that I was very thankful for that as well because um, it allowed me to kind of explore what I wanted to do before mm. kind of settling down. Mm. And I think um, there's no there's no brush. There's no brace. I think that's what my parents told me as well when I, when I wait, when I was crying in their bed, telling them I broke up. Yeah, sorry. Okay, very embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I think that they also told me that there's no rush, you know? Like, you have to find someone who values you. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I think, like, that that is so much more important than rushing to get married because you want a house or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So actually, like, so the question is then, like, who's actually rushing 
Mm. Who, who's the one that's imposing this on us? Ourselves. Yeah, exactly. That's the main thing. I yeah. think so, like, yeah. 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 The, the more you agree with, like, what's said for you, then the more you kind of, like, inter- self-internalize it and then you make it happen. It's true. Yeah. yeah. That's I, I what think, you think you want. Exactly. I, I think I, I grew up with a lot of rom-coms. I say it with shame. Okay? I say it with shame. But <laughs> there's always this idea that, you know, you're not yeah. the one and, like, you will live, like, a happy life together. And then, like, the person that, I guess, has a lot of flings or, like, is single until she's, like, 40 is, like, sad, miserable and, like, a bit, like, promiscuous, you know? Mm. But, like, now it feels as if, like, when I have authority to decide that for myself, right, it's very, yeah, like I say, it's very freeing, very liberating and, like, if anything, it makes me a lot happier than, like, I was in mm. my past relationships, you know? Like, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think the most important relationship is the one with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I, I think I, I realised, okay, I mean, it's very cliche, like, but I think after breaking up, you really see all these things very yeah. clearly. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm so thankful for that entire year that I kind of took to myself because I grew so much. Mm. And I think that it's it's way more important to kind of find find yourself in all this, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, it's good to be single. I also think so. Yeah. It's great. It's good, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think a huge reason why I'm so comfortable with myself and like how confident I am, I, it's also because um, I've always had strong female role models mm. in my life. So mm. um, my mom... And my father, my both my parents met in university, so my mom also, um, you know, she's she has a really good and well, I want to say illustrious, but I feel like that's a very CV kind of word. Um, <laughs> it, she has she's had she's been very very successful in her career, mm. so I I do look up to her, and I and I think um that's helped in the sense that you know I I've never seen women as like the kind of backseat kind mm. of role in the family as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, a a. Even, wow, okay, sorry, this is very, like, hashtag wholesome, but I think in a successful marriage also, you really need two people who respect each other. Mm. Yeah. And this is, of course, it of course carries through for relationships as well. So mm. once, once one party, like, has less respect for the other, then, yeah. She taught me about how no matter what, you should always present yourself well. Mm. So I think there's this whole issue about, you know, girls are emotional or girls are kind of a bit more... Um, prone to outbursts or mm. all these kind of things but um, I think as a woman who just started working I realised that people do kind of pay more attention when you speak better when you kind mm. of carry yourself better mm. because all these small things really make a difference and I think because she grew up in the kind of world where uh, obviously she she's not only working female woman uh, who exists but uh, in her field of work she had to encounter a lot of like male like male dominated fields right so how do you come across as like a a very like strong female voice but not in a negative way because I feel like that that's a bit thin line you know correct yeah the standards are a bit different for women compared to like our male counterparts in terms of like being a position of authority and being like a subordinate right yeah I would say that I, I like I really like that point because I mean the whole idea of like having an important female figure. I spent a lot of time reflecting on whether or like who I would say that my mom is she was never like that strong independent woman and like even though she was working, I think she always took kind of like a backseat in in the relationship with my dad. But 
that in itself was, I think now reflecting on it, right, I realised the role of like my father in this whole situation because like he is, he was a very important ally to the conversation. He was always very supportive, always pushed me to do my best, you know, um, taught me, was the one who taught me to be able to present myself in a certain way, you know, um, to aspire for bigger things, right? To to prioritize yourself, to love yourself. And I think that, like, he never imposed any of those, like, oh, you should stay at home, you should get mm. like, a boyfriend, these kind of, like, expectations on me. He always saw me as, like, an equal. Yeah, actually, that's a very good point. Like, strong male role models as exactly. well. Yeah. yeah, I must say my dad also. Like, he never, he never said, like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this or anything. Like, he taught me when I said I want to learn how to tie a tie because I had an Avril Lavigne face when, <laughs> when people wore like ties with t-shirts. Freaking, okay, I'm, I'm very now. sorry. <laughs> Shut up. It was, it was very cool, okay? Yeah, he taught me to tie a tie. So it was never like... <laughs> yeah, he, he, he never said you shouldn't be tying a tie. Mm-hmm. He just taught me how to tie a tie. It was never like a, like a gendered activity or whatever. It was, I mean, whatever you can do you should just reach your potential, whatever it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah. I really like this, this whole idea of like, I guess yeah. our parents are both like progressive in that <laughs> sense. Yeah. Wholesome parents. Yeah, yeah, very wholesome parents without whom I wouldn't, yeah, be here today, I guess. Yeah, they're very open-minded <laughs> and like super. Yeah. Dear! <laughs> anyway, yeah. Importance of having good role models in your life. And I think that I mean, just to kind of like run off that point, I feel like if you don't... I mean, parents are one aspect of role models that you can look up to, right? But if you are somebody that maybe doesn't have the luxury or that kind of access, right? Then you also have the... You have the right to seek out Mm. somebody who can teach you, right? Who can be your role model to look up to. I feel like you owe yourself that much as well, so... For sure. I know some people might have like parents that are not as supportive, so... Yeah, I don't feel like, you know, you don't deserve that kind of, like, leadership in your life. Mm. Yeah. I think I can wrap up by saying, like, so I recently read this book, uh, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, which is by a therapist, and it, it explores, like, her therapy patients, her going for therapy, and it's a very good introduction to, like, the world of mental wellness. Mm. And I think one of the characters who she mentions in the book um, kind of talks about how she okay she got cancer when she was quite young like early 30s and then she talks about how she finally realized that she can love who she is Mm. um and she was just getting to it so she was saying how you know in your 20s you kind of you kind of keep trying to conform to different things and then you you don't know who you are and then finally when you're 30 you're just like oh actually i can be who i want to be and that's fine like no one actually cares and then she hates that she got cancer right after she realized that she could do anything she wanted to do. Mm. So I think it's really important. Like you, no matter who you are, no matter which relationship you're in, you have to make sure that you know you're still true to yourself. Mm. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah, very, very much so. Difficult, right? Yes. I think I, 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 I don't have a book to refer to. <laughs> I have a TikTok. Give me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think my my perspective or like my takeaway is that like. It can be quite liberating to be by yourself. Um, it's okay to be single. I just want to like re-emphasize that there's no pressure in getting attached. But the most important thing I think at the end of the day is really for you to evaluate and ask yourself like, if this is for you, yeah. So if you can be honest and touch your heart and say like this is for me, then good for you. 
Yeah. It's really okay to be single. Happy Singles Day. Happy Singles Day. Okay, cool. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. That's all for today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe to us on all the various podcasting platforms and share us with your friends, family and loved ones. See you guys next week.